Welcome to the life of a social media manager, a show powered by Social Insider. I am Adina, founder of Social Insider. I gather top social media experts to discover how to build a successful career as a social media manager with all the struggles of running online communities. Let's discover the good, the bad and the ugly from the life of a social media manager. In this podcast episode, I have with me John Stefan Stencil, Director of Social Media at Coyotic Good Studios. John Stefan started working as a social media manager for multiple industries, including Amazon Studios, and now working as a director of social media. During this podcast episode, John Stefan shared the skills you need to develop to become a social media manager, some key elements for for greater engagement, and how to create shareable content on social. Hi, John Stephen. Thank you so much for being with uh, us and accepting this invitation to be a guest in the life of a social media uh, manager. Um, Before to dive in and discuss um, the challenges, the good, the bad, and the ugly of a social media manager, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and get to talk. I always love to talk shop. Uh, my name's John Steven Stancil. Um, I've been doing social media management since you could do it. I actually started my, my career as a teacher and higher ed and started creating Facebook pages for my classes and eventually for the department I was in to try and recruit more students and get students involved in activities and things like that and kind of went up the scale from like department to, you know, bigger department to the university's admissions to eventually running accounts for universities as a whole. Um, I ran um, social media for Texas State University, University of Central Arkansas, um, worked in the government space with the Texas Department of Transportation. Uh, and during the pandemic, I left higher ed uh, to pursue uh, free going freelance and found myself in the entertainment industry of all places, uh, running social media for uh, Amazon Prime Video's uh, animated series Invincible uh, and working on a few comic book properties like uh the image comic um, Radiant Black uh, and several others. And last November took a full-time job with Chaotic Good Studios that does uh, franchise management, uh, mainly focusing on sci-fi and fantasy properties and am director of social media for them. You are working now as a director of social media. Can you describe this job title? What does your day look like? Yes, of course. And I, I think I'm going to add my voice to the chorus. I've, I've listened to several other episodes and it's very common theme is, you know, no two days look alike for social media managers. And I, I've got to agree with that. Uh, but for me, that it's so important to have solid routines because as a social media manager, you can your day can be thrown into chaos at a moment's notice. And having those routines built in place can really provide some structure and actually not only help your productivity, help your mental health as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm a firm believer of today began yesterday. So my most important routine is my end of day routine where, you know, as the day is ending, I give myself about 20 minutes to plan my next day, look at my calendar, make my to-do list for tomorrow, put all of my files away, get the things out, open the tabs I'm going to need first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that way, when I start my day, I'm not going, okay, what do I need to do? Where do I need to be? I already have that in place and I can kind of have a focused morning routine. It's really helpful 
because I, I do work remotely and I'm in a different time zone than most of my uh, colleagues who are in LA. I'm two hours ahead of them. So when I start my morning, they're still asleep. So I've got some good, quiet focus time yeah. before the slacks and all uh, emails start rolling in. So I can um, kind of do the deep focus strategic planning work before the day sort of shifts into, okay, what are the immediate needs for today? Um, so having that structure in place and those kind of a, a, a end of day and beginning of day routine, uh, really helps me a lot. So like I said, no two days are, are, are the same, but at least I have those kind of foundations in place that kind of bookend and sh provide structure for my day. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it helps that you are working in different time zones with your colleagues because you have a slot of two hours where, where you can focus on the on the important uh, things for you. Exactly. That's a, that's a huge help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you have to talk about uh, social media strategy, what are some uh, key elements that everyone should uh, know when creating a good social media strategy? Um, goals before anything, like num number one thing, like what, what are the goals for, for the social accounts? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we all kind of agree, especially as I'm working in the entertainment industry on like film and television properties, like you've got to have some sort of social presence, but why, what, what are you hoping to accomplish with that? Uh, is it engage the fans? Is it build trust? with with the fans is it um you know getting the fans to take action and create user-generated content and um and and various other other elements of course like overall like watch the show right but um the main thing is what what are our primary goals and from that we want to extrapolate and that's where you build the rest of your strategy like who is your key audience uh what sort of content what's your your tone of voice going to be that fits and matches um you know i think a lot of the first impulse is like oh we want to be fun snarky and and all of that but maybe that's not the best to meet our goals and meet our audience so more than anything like everything follows after after goals mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah um I think, as you said, uh, goals, um, I would like to add that um, something else here is that goals and also uh, knowing your audience, because I think it's pretty important to know that uh, who are talking with, uh, what, who is your audience, where is your audience, because maybe they are, your audience isn't on TikTok and maybe it's still on Facebook and stuff like that. So make sure that um, you know where is your audience and on what uh, platforms i agree 100 percent. i think there's a, a a a tendency to like go for the new shiny thing like yeah. okay oh tiktok we've got to be on tiktok but is your audience there and does your audience want yeah. you to be there right uh my background my first started my career in higher ed and it's like do yes universities all want to be on tiktok now they think that's where you need to go to reach younger people but do the students really want the university to have a TikTok? Is that really how they want to interact with the university? Those are important questions to ask. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, if someone wants to become a social media manager, what are the most important skills they need to develop? Oh, uh, flexibility, <laughs> I think, and, and, and a willingness to constantly be learning. Mm -hmm. um, social media changes just almost daily. Uh, so professional development, like we talked about routines, like part of my end of day routine is reading over 
all of you know the changes that are happening and the latest trends and news, listening to podcasts like this and and getting ideas from other social media managers uh, and, and and always be learning. Um, you know what worked when I started doing social media, you know, way, way back in the day, like even before, before TikTok, when Instagram was still emerging and, and new, um, those things that I, I did, and I look back on them, like that would never fly and work today. Um, so you constantly have to be learning that the education never ends. Um, so I would recommend anybody looking in, in, into going to social media is, is just constantly be, be willing to be flexible, be willing to change, be willing to say, yes, this worked yesterday, but it's not going to work tomorrow. Yeah. And I think you'd be willing to uh, be comfortable to be in front of a camera. <laughs> that's a new thing too, right? And yeah. I, I don't think that's an absolute requirement, but it sure does help. Um, it, yeah. Uh, it, what, or at least... It kind of goes back to also like a social media manager fills so many roles without you're kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. So you need to know graphic design, you need to know videography, you need to be on camera talent in a pinch. Um, I I don't think those things are a, a social media manager isn't a replacement for a graphic designer because I've worked with trained graphic designers and copywriters and videographers. I can fill all of those roles, but a full time position that can do that will do it a million times better than I can. Yeah, yeah. But I know enough about those that one, I can step in to those roles as needed. And two, I can speak the language when I'm working with a videographer yeah. and and not just or a graphic designer and not just give them vague yeah. uh, feedback like make it pop, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, 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 true that. So it's very important to uh, have a maybe some basic knowledge about copywriting, uh, some video editing to know the trends, to know the to know what to um, um, ask from your from the from the teams uh, you work with. Exactly. Um, so, how would you describe social media today? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a, uh, it, 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 I, you know, it's one of those. It depends on what day you ask me questions. <laughs> um, I would say right now, it it's it's not. It, it used to feel like the wild west, like you could <laughs> just do about anything. Now there are a lot more eyes on it um there's a few more limitations of what you can get away with as far as like legal and like what you know what your your ceo is seeing and, and allowing you to do but um you know i think more than anything it's really about building engagement to me more than anything it's about it's, it's especially from from the entertainment perspective of like letting fans know that they're being heard like giving that 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 touch that even even something as simple as a like when somebody says i just watched the show and really enjoyed it getting that or all the way up to you know on, on invincible we had uh a, a a movie style poster for every single episode and we noticed we had one fan every time we put up the poster before the episode he would say uh it needs more alan alan the alien was a, a fan favorite character and none of the posters really featured him yet it was kind of a small part he was voiced by seth rogan and 
towards the end of the series, we knew he was going to ask this question. So we made extra posters where we photoshopped Alan into the official poster, even though he wasn't in it and just replied to him, like, here's your Alan poster. Here's your Alan poster. And other fans picked up on it and they're like, oh man, isn't that great that like this account's actually listening and engaging and, and kind of play, playing with us back yeah. and forth. And the more brands can find those ways to do that, um, I think the more impactful they are. I, I, I think the one-on-one uh, interactions are just so much, like there's just so much more impact there than just those big announcements. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, social media isn't about, so people don't actually don't want to see posts about your webinars, about your sales campaigns or stuff like that. They want to uh find something that they resonate with they want to find emotions uh, from your uh, copy from your caption so it's important to um write copy with the yeah with the audience needs in mind exactly yeah uh what are the most important lessons you've learned through the years oh man um restraint i think is is i think it's one of the most undervalued qualities in social media managers i think there's a tendency to want to jump on the latest trend mm -hmm. get on the newest network and and do it as, and be the first to do it uh whether yep. this is just like oh we want to make a joke with this meme that's going around and and, and do something um because we think it would be fun and will get us engagement or we want to get on TikTok because that's where everybody is. Um, I think there's a lot of value in waiting some things out a little bit, um, planning beforehand uh, when it comes to like trends and memes, making sure that it aligns with your voice and strategy um, and is going to work well. Like I say, don't, don't race to be the first race to be the first that does it well. Mm -hmm. Um, and and sometimes agreeing just okay this is not for us and and we don't have to to give into the fomo yeah. of of every single moment so learning that restraint because I, I know early on when i first started i was like oh, what can we do oh this this sounds awesome i want to yeah. create this account and do this and and slowing down and being more intentional about both your post and your overall strategy is just absolutely vital yeah yeah this is uh this is powerful because I think the tendency is to copy paste from other, maybe from your competitors or for, from other uh, content creators. And most of the time, I think we should uh, stay a little bit, as you said, and uh, understand the lessons and then create the copy that it's right for our uh, business and products. Um, organic versus paid for B2 or B2B products. What's your take here? Oh, this is a controversial topic. There's a lot of argument and debate about <laughs> yeah. uh, organic versus paid and this organic social dead. I do not think it's dead. Um, I, I think I think you need both. Um, it, the organic social isn't dead. It's difficult, right? Um, yeah. you, you, you need a combination of the two and you need them working together and complementing each other. Yeah. Uh, you don't need your paid social posts in a completely different voice than your organic ones. And the organic is the long game, right? You yeah. have to say like, okay, if I'm, I'm not seeing results now, it, it may be 
six, seven months down the line. It may be mm-hmm. a couple of years down the line before you see mm-hmm. results with organic, but you have to keep plugging away at it because it does have value. Um, and then the same, same with paid. You've, you've got to, you've got to have a good combination of the two. I, I don't fall into either camp. I work more in organic. So mm-hmm. I do kind of, <laughs> uh, but also I see like that's sometimes where the, the magic is. We we're talking about replying directly to yeah. our, 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 our audience and that that's all coming from organic. And sometimes those, those little or- yeah. organic seeds that you plant don't grow until way down the line, but they will. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is, uh, I'm also an organic. <laughs> uh, so um, my expertise is actually with content marketing. So as you said, um, when you think at organic, think at uh, long-term planning and long-term goals, goals, because you would you won't see results in one year let's say maybe two years of tactics and strategy based on your goals uh you'll see some results right Um, build it before you need it yeah yeah and once you have a strong uh base uh apply some paid uh some do some uh, paid advertising because uh you already know what's working what your audience wants from uh, from you from your brand and then uh i don't know go with paid and post promote the post that uh, um, the most performing content from uh, uh from your brand um how would you describe a good piece of content today Oh, um, yeah. one thing I said, think about a lot and, and, and with, with content and why people share content, mm-hmm. like people don't share content to help your brand. They share content to tell their own story because it says something about who they are, not mm-hmm. about your brand. Right. So good content should give your audience ways to tell their own story. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, they're not going to share like, you know, oh, we have a deal on sweaters today yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But if you put like, you know, tell me, you know, your most vital memory about X, Y, and Z that gets them to respond or, or, or share or, or the, 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 the humor you use, you know, it says people share it because it says this, I'm the type of person that finds this funny, or I'm the type of person who cares about this particular issue. So if you make the post more about your audience than rather than yourself, I think that's a good that that that's good content and that's content that that actually gets shared and actually spreads um when you're giving your audience tools to tell their own story they they help you tell yours yeah yeah the stories that you are relating uh uh with them um most of the people i the the posts that i so shared on social from other brands are the posts about uh life lessons storytelling um so it's important to uh add these key aspects uh, when creating a content and um yeah maybe your the share number will uh, will increase exactly uh, you said that engagement is everything that should describe social media today but what are the key elements um to create engagement we Okay, we should have storytelling. We should have emotions. Uh, what else? It comes out and community building, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, doing that social listening, finding out who's talking about your brand or, or things related 
around it in in interacting with them um and, and pulling them into your community so they are they're interacting with you on a regular basis like you're you're rewarding behaviors among your own audience um i i and and then seeing your audience kind of connect with with each other there and, and growing that um i i think that that's incredibly important and i think something that sometimes gets ignored a lot uh we kind of focus on like what is the most visual of our our post how many people are seeing this mm -hmm. versus hey we've got some really quality engagement here that's maybe it's not getting as much attention as our primary post but we are we are building people who are loyal to our brand who want more content from us um who you know it, 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 in the example of, of higher ed like this is a student who is not just going to eventually apply to our university they are going to tell their friends about it mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and they're going to share that they're going to our university on their own accounts so looking for for the, the, those points of really high quality engagement um and 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 saying like yeah maybe you know the numbers aren't aren't here but the quality is here yeah yeah um this made me think the um, this made me think about the fact that engagement overall is decreasing uh so i saw some numbers um also in our database here at Social Insider. So across all social media platforms, there is an increase in median interactions. Um, people are, are less likely to interact with brands, with brands post on social media. Um, and sometimes it may be, you may find yourself in a position of, um, in a position, it's in impossible position to build engagement on social. But I think that there are still some elements that you should look at depending on the platform where you are active. I don't know, reels uh, these days on Instagram or um, stories because stories uh, um, are still generating huge reach rate for brands on Instagram uh, and yeah, stuff like that. Mm, how do we measure success in social media? Oh, it, it comes back to, you know, what I said earlier about like, how do you build strategy? It's goals. So, so mm -hmm. the measurement really depends on, on your goals. And I am a firm believer of when you're setting goals, you're setting goals that can be measured. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I was, was in higher ed, you know, one of the overarching goals was we want to get more students to the university, mm -hmm. but I, I would say this again and again in meetings, no student decides what university to go to based on a tweet right mm -hmm. it is not a measurable goal i cannot yeah. tell you that you know the you, uh 5, students came to this university because of our social media presence and it wouldn't be true right like yeah I, so yeah. like setting things that are quantifiable i would say like i can get students to sign up to come to a campus tour I, I can I can mm -hmm. make a post about that. I can make a video about you know what the campus tour is like and link to a sign up sheet and have be able to attribute to they saw the post, they signed up for the campus tour. Mm -hmm. So I can I can measure that and say okay, well we moved you know our 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 number of students coming to take a campus tours up by ten percent. Mm -hmm. right? But if they come to campus and like the student tour guide is hungover, like you know that's. <laughs> 
you know, that's, there's nothing I can do about that. So, um, setting goals that are measurable, right. From the outset, like, how are we going to measure how we achieve that is so important. So it goes back to the goals. And I think it's going to, so like so many things in my, I hate to give, like, it feels like a cop-out answer. It really, mm-hmm. it really does depend on, on what your goals are, but you need to set goals that are in fact, yeah, that you can measure. Yeah, true, true, true here. Because, uh, for example, uh, if you have uh, a sales goal, uh, in your case, you have a conversion, <laughs> um, a conversion, uh, of how many students, um, can, um, can can get to the to see at uh, campus uh can see at the campus so uh, particularly for the sales goal you have to be involved to know uh if the tracking is is right implemented so you have to know if the site is mobile friendly because if you if you have this goal uh, generate more sales with your uh, with the uh, social content but the uh, the site isn't optimized from the landing page is not optimized and stuff like that and you as a social media manager are not involved in those meetings uh, basically you cannot reach this goal so make sure that when you have a goal um, everyone is aligned every team is aligned and you are involved in in the whole journey of the uh, purchase i want to say a preach yes i agree 100 <laughs> percent. like social doesn't exist in the silo and like back to the example yeah. we we're using earlier of, of students signing up for a tour like one one time that that did happen and the sign up sheet to get to the to sign up for the campus tour was not a mobile friendly page yeah. and i had to come in and say like this is not going to work y'all like it's we've got you know students are going to see this on mobile we've got to make make sure it's all mobile yeah I, yeah you know so yeah, social media can't exist in that silo we've got to be in those yeah. meetings we've got to be a part of that thing and all we kind of tangentially touch so many areas yeah um but yeah it's 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 so important that we do all of those things yeah yeah and in this way i think that's why social media means engagement and not sales so it shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't measure success in social media um, just how many sales you uh, you've got. It shouldn't be measured as the engagement, the comments rate, the share rate, um, how many people watch your uh, watch your uh, your videos because it's important to see um, how um, the attention uh, yeah to to ke- to keep uh, their attention as long as you can with the post with the videos and ads stuff like that 100 percent. yeah so uh yeah thank you so much uh uh, john steven for this uh for this discussion and for this uh, podcast episode um where people can find you um yeah i'm i'm on twitter at js stancil all platforms i'm at Mm -hmm. js stancil um I'm posting more on LinkedIn, on, on TikTok as well, but I'm most active on Twitter. Uh, I also co-host a podcast um, called Thought Feeder. Um, we mainly focus on on higher ed, but I feel it's useful to people in, in all fields of social media as well. So uh, just look up Thought Feeder anywhere, get your podcast, and uh, you can hear from more of me and my friend Joel Goodman. Mm-hmm. Great, great. So thank you so much for, for sharing this, uh, this insight and the challenges you face through, through the years. Uh, and uh, thank you everyone for listening to this uh, podcast. Episode. Thank you so much for having me.